And welcome to another edition of Tales for Wales, the pod that never fails to give you a, a lovely little Sunday communion like no other by serving up an ice cold pint of Welsh history with a frothy banter top instead of those <laughs> shitty little bits of bread and wine. Yeah, you're happy with that, aren't you? I'm, ha- I'm so happy with that after the disaster that was that trial run ad don't tell the audience all right but i did a fucking absolute bust of an intro a second ago culturally do it culturally inappropriate i'd say the one you did a minute ago i think that yeah i think i got it wrong as well because i'm pretty sure you don't take communion on a sunday oh yeah but, definitely no i meant i meant your one before this was culturally inappropriate the one oh, we deleted. yeah maybe but, a little bit yeah but also yeah i don't think communion is about having pints of frothy beer but i'm all for it the, is the wine, isn't it? Am I right with wine and the bread? Oh, actually, yeah. Bread I'm, is the body and the wine is the fucking... The cock. Blood or whatever. The cack. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Look, we're not about the details here on this podcast, as, as any listener <laughs> could tell you, so don't worry about yeah. it. Yeah. Well, we're not, we're, not the, we're not tales for the synagogue or whatever. Oh, I've just spilled beer all down my leg. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> fucking God absolutely <laughs> smiting me for that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, let me just de de beer my leg. Oh, I always, it's always on brand new fucking joggers as well. This is staying it. It's always so when I'm talking about God. <laughs> yeah. No, it's. Do you ever find. Oh, fuck's sake. Do you know when you get like a really comfy joggers on, or really comfy clothes, straight oh, yeah. out the wash, they smell amazing, and then mm. God happens. The and stuff. Like hops afterwards for the next couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. You? The wrath of God has come. Sorry. I'm so <laughs> sorry, everyone. All right. How you been, mate? Good mate. I, I to not to give um, our mate Sean more ammunition after his <laughs> yeah. scathing review the other, the other day, but yeah. I've just been with you, mate, haven't I? Yeah. <laughs> oh mate, we went to a stag do and uh, the episodes drop on a Sunday, and uh, so on the way home, where we were talking about the pod, and our mate went, "I like it," but um, every time you start the intro, you always say to Jack, "What have you been up to, mate?" And he goes, "Oh, you know, seeing no, what does what did he say? Just been with you. Just, just been, been with you." you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, sorry, I'm we're sorry best that, mates. Yeah, I'm sorry I see my mate a lot, all right? And then we don't really have much of a social life outside each other. Yeah. Well, yeah, so that was a... We should do a Tales Wales bingo. And uh, so we need a clever listener to start sending in... Uh, make us a Tales Wales bingo, so a drinking game, when you, when we hit cliched things. So if you ever hear yeah. us say, what have been up to? Oh, I've been with you, mate. That's a drink. Um, what are the classics we always Let's have? not make it uh, mean-spirited, though, yeah? I mean, I could barely <laughs> cope with what Sean said the other day, so... Yeah, yeah we're very fragile nice. boys. Yeah, so drop us on Tales <laughs> yeah. for Wales Twitter or Tales for Wales podcast number four on Instagram. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, we, we, do that. Oh, we do have an email address as well, don't we? 
We do actually. If you want to give us a little email, uh, it's tales for whales the the number four as usual at gmail.com. Nice and easy. But yeah, if you want to send us like fucking pen pal emails to us, <laughs> yeah, I mean, can't say we'll get back. We might do. Actually, we probably yeah. we do reply to no, everyone we do. so far because yeah. so desperate for attention and approval. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely, get back to us. Thank you, my liege. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, well, talking of that, do you want to uh, mention our latest venture to be in little, uh, what do you call it, coffer quenching, little yeah, ragtag Little fucking beggar rats. Yeah. <laughs> little beggar um, scumbags. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, I mean, you know, we'd love to keep doing this for free at no cost to the end user. Um, and there's still not necessarily a, a, a pressure on you to pay a cost, but... We thought, why not put a little a little beggar's cap out there? And if someone wants to toss us a couple of coins, a couple of shekels, just to uh, keep, keep the pod going and, and invest in us. Throw me it. some pennies. I just <laughs> want some pennies. Toss a like... coin to your pod, guys. That's oh, what I was trying to sing. <laughs> I could tell by the tune, but I was like, he's absolutely biffing this, the lyrics. On that. Throw me your pennies. Give me your pennies. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder Cavill left, am I right? Yeah, insert that song here. Toss a coin to your witcher, oh valley of plenty, oh valley of plenty, oh. Toss a coin to your witcher, oh valley of plenty. We've had a few different messages from people, um, some asking to do a live show, which is really kind and very nice of you to think we have the, uh, <laughs> the, the social anxiety. Say, awfully to... generous of you as well, <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you don't know how socially anxious we would be in front of people, um, but that's very kind for you to assume that we'd have confidence. Um, and other people have mentioned doing a Patreon, which we don't think we have time for at the moment. And like, I don't know, we just, we'd have to limit doing the free one. Um, so we just thought we'd do there's a PayPal link if you want to throw any money that go towards the pod for like paying the subscription fees mm. that we have to pay for all that stuff for keeping it running um, then you're welcome to do that and we'd be very appreciative but we're still going to do it for free forever anyway so it's just yeah. if, like if you're any, feeling Jenny uh, any musks out there musk types any yeah if you want to sponsor yeah yeah, you know just chuck us a couple of schmackles couple of you yeah. know if, if you're in the 1% if you're one of those fucking you know, uh, secret Illuminati lizard people, yeah. um, gay then, frogs or whatever, you yeah. know, then just, just chuck us some money, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah um, I'll become one. I'll be a gay <laughs> frog, I'll be a lizard, I don't care. It, shit. In this, um, yeah, so gay frogs, that's a le- reference to Alex James uh, Jones. Yeah. Jack just yeah. has gone homophobic. <laughs> And just gone mad. Yeah, no. <laughs> I like my frogs however way. I don't mind. <laughs> um, so, yeah, really, we're clearly not very good at trying to sell this, but if you'd like to uh, help with any cost to run of the show, um, then you can. And the link's in the bio for this pod. Um, yeah, yeah. No pressure, guys. But yeah, yeah. if you wanted to chug us a couple of, couple of pennies, we'd, we'd be forever your friend. Yeah. Well, and now that embarrassing display of uh, beggary is over. Um, should we do another yeah. bit of self-congratulatory to uh, Read out a review with your mate and let me have a swig. Go on then, yeah. So this one is from uh, Mr. Lee Jones, 89. Jonesy, Jonesy. Jonesy, Jonesy. Jonesy, Jonesy. And he's fast becoming uh, my favourite just because of this comment. But he said, 
Babe, wake up. New tales for whales. Let's go. <laughs> Welsh history is so fascinating. Thank you guys for everything you do. This is one of my new favourite podcasts. Discovered you on RSS. It's history, baby. And that would have been good enough. That would have been good enough for us. But then he went, just just a guy trying to help out, he said, to help with your demographics, I'm a 30-year-old African-American from southern United States. Well, you know what, Mr. Lee Jones 89? Thank you. Thank you. Because we we need all the little stats we can get. I do like that people are just letting us know where they come from now as well, so we can build a big tally board and say, okay, we're doing great in the Dominican Republic. Oh, we're really struggling in Serbia. (laughs) I love this is the first comment based one, though. Like everything else we get from like analytics. So this one is like the one on the board we have. Like we've got one comment. (laughs) Southern gentleman from the US. I'll do the clear. Massively ways. Please, Miss Mr. Lee Jones, if you could send us a voice note just to confirm or deny whether you actually speak like um Foghorn Foghorn. My 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 I do love the tales from Wales. I love that Welsh history. I do declare. Um yeah, Ledge, what a great it's mad that we have an American listener. Well, I know we've got a few American listeners, haven't we? But um, oh, I've actually got from the same guy. Um, hmm. He put in uh, a message. I'm joking. Diff- I fucking hate you both, you nerds. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I, I, I'm not anything I said I was in my demographic. Just to fuck with your analytics. <laughs> uh, uh, no, he said it on the same video because he must. He, and this is what I love about this. He must have typed that first comment like a certain way into it, the video. And then when we start going on about, uh, it's from our Knowing Me, Knowing You 2 episode, oh, yeah. we go on about the um, Robin Hood characters, oh, and yeah. we mention Guy Gisborne, and <laughs> the second comment on there is just, Gisborne, yay. <laughs> and I fucking love that. We've got a giz head in the house. Oh, another giz head. Oh, <laughs> give it to me. Give me the gizzards. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, so that's a bit of a different one. That's not really a review, but it was just a funny comment on YouTube, which did make us chuckle. Which is Mr. Lee Jones. Um, I, Jonesy, do I detect Jonesy. a hint of, uh, oh, hint yeah. of Welsh ancestry? Gotta be. Jones. He's, he's gotta, gotta be, be a man. Welsh boy. Diane Jonesy. Gotta be a Welsh boy. All right. Jonesy. Um, anyway, enough dicking about. Let's get down to brass tacks. Yeah, let's get down to why we were all here. <laughs> so today... <laughs> <laughs> So today I'm going to be talking about Maxon Reddick, uh, as he's called in Wales, or Magnus Maximus in the English tongue. He was uh, an emperor of the Western Roman Empire from 383 AD to 388 AD. And for a bit of background, uh, Maxon was born in Galicia, which was around modern day Portugal-ish. Um, in 335 AD, he served as a junior officer in Britannia um, in 368 and fought for the Romans during what was known as the Great Conspiracy. So, <laughs> <laughs> I know, I, I was I was just going to breeze right past that, but the Great Conspiracy, <laughs> I, it, it brings up too many questions. Okay. So, just to give you a bit of background. I think you say, so don't talk about that. That even makes it more of a conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now I've got a conspiracy about not even talking about it. Yeah, I know. Um, what do you know? So, <laughs> just to give you a little bit, I haven't gone. I, this is very broad strokes. I've okay. not gone deep into this because it, it was a, too much of a tangent. It was like a whole fucking pages and pages on this shit. So, just to give you the short and sweet, uh, the Great Conspiracy was a time of unrest in Britain towards the end of its Roman occupation where depleted Roman forces were faced with constant threats from not only the remaining indigenous Celts, uh, predominantly the Picts and the Scotti, 
in today's North Scotland, but also a large influx of Saxons and Franks that were also competing for land and power. Franks, um, so a good group, if you yeah, ask me. Yes, for a great name. Um, and basically, the the reason it's called the Great Conspiracy is that Rome was convinced that this was like um, a coordinated attack and revolt at the same time because yeah. they were like, "What? Well, what are the bloody chances of this all happening?" <laughs> well, the chances of us who've had a fight with everyone, people would want to get their yeah, revenge. Picked a scrap with everyone around us. Yeah, <laughs> someone, someone wants to fucking punch us back. Um, oh, little side note as well. Do you know the Scotty? Mm. Like they're they're a band of Celts. Scotty are from Ireland. And they settled in Scotland, and that's oh, where Scotland gets its name from. Oh, really? Yeah. When you said when and you said a band you of Celts, of Picts, don't you? When you said a band of Celts, like, once again, my literal brain <laughs> you think of like the Beatles, but it's Celts. <laughs> <laughs> For we want to fight you, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> we all live in a conspiracy town. <laughs> A great conspiracy. See, anyway, like I said, yeah. this is what I didn't want to happen. I didn't want to go on the tangent, but you know. Yeah, well. Anyway, so back to old Max and Boy. Uh, so we also served in Africa in 373. And this always boggles my mind that, that Rome was so vast that it stretched yeah. like Africa, Britain, like Gaul, Europe. All, I, I, yeah. Yeah, all of Europe, basically. Mm. So he sent, yeah, he served in Africa in 373. He was sent back to Britannia in 380, where he defeated a large force of Picts and Scotties uh, in 381. Basically, this is just to say that old Maxim Wledig, he'd seen his fair share of action. He was a very yeah. accomplished he's been um, about. Roman warrior. Yeah, he's been about the shop. Uh, it's worth mentioning as well at this point um, that Rome was split into two empires, east and west, and it had been this way since 286 AD. Uh, the bare bones of why they did this is basically Rome was so massive at one point, um, it was suffering from encroaching tribes all over its borders. So uh, an emperor called Diocletian, Diocletian, mm. oh, however you say that, at the time, decided to divide Rome into two sections to try and stabilize the emperor a little bit more. Just two two emperors would uh, rule over the east and west, and it would just make the admin a lot easier by, oh. by what I read anyway. So back to Maxon's rise to power. So after his various stints in the Roman military, he'd gotten quite the name for himself. At the time, the Emperor of the Western Empire, a man named Emperor Gratian, or Gratian, I'm not quite sure how to say that, but I'm going to go for Gratian, I feel like that's more, I don't know, it feels right to me. Okay. Anyway, so Emperor Gratian was in hot water with his people because he was being accused of favouritism towards the, and you're going to love this, the Allens. <laughs> and ain't you got you, both your names in this the mate, least threatening people in the world also we are not called Alan I know sorry if it was Alins that would be better yeah. but yeah. close as or, I can get but yeah Lin Lin I don't mind being called Lin Lin <laughs> you're fine with Lin Lin yeah Lin Lin all day long but Alan <laughs> you know, can die but no Alans yeah. but yeah so the Alans uh, they were an ancient Iranian nomadic people anyway he was pretty, um, he was cushy with them and he, he liked the Allens quite a bit and a lot of Roman people were a bit miffed with him because he felt like he was prioritising their needs over the Roman needs, especially on the sort of further reaches of the empire. So like your outskirts, like Britannia, for example. And just, this might be dumb, but Britannia, that's mm. that's Blighty. That's, that's Britain. You, that's Britain, cool. Yeah, right. yeah, sorry. Because, because uh, Britain, yes. like Little Britain, that's Brittany, France. So sometimes I get confused mm. with Britannia, Britain, all that malarkey. Yeah, sorry. So if I refer to Britannia in this, that's the British Isles yeah. that were 
Yeah, I thought I, th- I kind of thought that, but I just thought best to clarify in case any. I might use them interchangeably because I might just fuck yeah. it up. Britain or Brit- Britannia? Yeah. I mean the same thing basically. Sorry, sorry, all. Sorry. Um, so sorry. Yeah, and like as I said, this um, Emperor Gratian, he was situated in in Gaul at the time, which would be today would be sort of Western Europe, um, and the whole gripe with the army, as I said, was places near the outer borders of the empire were getting ignored. So in places like Britain slash Britannia. So the the army in Britannia, I uh, finally had enough, and in three eight three, uh, they declared the allegiance their allegiance to Maxon, uh, proclaiming him new emperor of Western Rome. So Maxon marched to Gaul with a large portion of the British legions, and defeated Gratian near Paris after five days of skirmishing. Ooh, the old, his own Gratian. his own boy, his own uh, kin. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, a long time after, but you know, Rome Rome's at this point had like a bit of a history of infighting to oh, okay. who wanted to be emperor and things like that there was a little bit of um oh, i wouldn't say peace but you know like sort of things had settled somewhat with this east and west emperor empire thing but yeah people went after with gratian so the uh, uh, uh the british legions sided with um maxim ledig and he thought fuck it i'll have a little pop at being emperor why not so he marched over to paris defeated gratian near paris after five days of skirmishing Gratian fled the field but was killed near uh, Lyon on the 25th of August, 383 AD. Maxim was on a bit of a roll, so he continued his campaign into Italy, where the next in line to be emperor would be. And this guy was named Valentinian II. This was Gratian's half-brother. Please stop me if this is getting too confusing. No, no, I'm all Um, all up to date. So, if we say it again, a guy split Rome into two... Gratian was in charge mm. of the West. Maximus wasn't happy. Maximus kicks off, kills Gratian. Now he's on to Gratian's brother, Valentino, half brother, relation. One. Yeah, that's it. Because yeah. he would, uh, <laughs> even though back in the way back when senators and like it was a bit more of a democracy in Rome, it had mm. come to the point where it was the same as kings, you know, it'd go through yeah. like a line of bloodlines. Uh, so Valentinian, or Val, he was only 12 at this time. Oh, fucking so, hell, Val. Maximus army was stopped before they could get to Valentinian by a large opposing force still loyal to the old line of emperors, led by a man named Flavius Bauto, which I thought was a very extravagant name. <laughs> Flavor um, Flav. But sh- yeah, Fla- Flavor Flav, King of Flavortown, <laughs> turned up and said, fucking no chance, Maxon. <laughs> but after a short stalemate, both leaders entered into negotiations and eventually came to an accord. Valentinian II would remain emperor in the east, and Magnus Maximus would be declared emperor in the west. So our boy Maxon had finally got the top spot, top job. So Maxon was considered a very popular emperor at his time. Uh, he boosted the empire's economy while being a devout defender of the religion in his lands, and actually came down very hard on anyone he considered a heretic or that was against the religion. And in Can I ask a question here then? Yeah. So the Greeks had gods... Um, and mm-hmm. the Greeks pretty much ruled loads for ages, didn't they? Then the Romans took mm-hmm. over, and the Romans brought their own gods. So they've got like Mars and stuff, and they and they're well, different um, gods to the Greek gods. Yeah, so um, a lot of the Greek gods basically were molded into Roman gods. This is as far as I you know. I'm no expert, but this is as far as I know. So like you know, Ares, god of war, became Mars, god of war. Mm-hmm. Zeus uh, became Jupiter, uh, Aphrodite, Venus, etc., etc. That was what they were at the start, but by this point, they were like um, sects of Christianity, sort of oh. quite big time in, or like it's almost like proto Christianity, I guess, okay. um, in 
Rome, and this is why he was a bit of a zealot. It, he was he come down really hard on um, what do you consider heretics? Mm. So people just didn't. Um, it's like almost like really, really, really early doors Catholicism, basically. Okay. Call back to my intro, just unintentional, but there we are. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, so. In 387, this zealotry for his faith would lead him to come to blows, actually, once again with the Emperor of the East, Valentinian II, after the young leader was seen to be losing his way in terms of his faith. Max enforced Valentinian out of his home in Milan, and young Val fled to his ally, a guy named Theodosius, and then began an invasion of Max's lands from the east to west. Is that all clear there? I've made that yeah, clear man, there. that's really good. Yeah. Really cool. enjoying this. Um, armies of Franks and uh, guys oi, oi. called Macomas, which I'd never heard of before, also invaded the Eastern Empire to the north, putting more pressure on Max, spreading his forces thin. All this going on meant Max had bitten off a bit more than he could chew, and he was defeated uh, in 388 AD at the Battle of Petovio. Max surrendered, and although he pleaded for mercy, he was executed. The Senate at the time also passed a decree of damnatio memoriae against him, which is translated as a condemnation of memory, where they excluded you from any official history accounts. Um, obviously, they did a shit job because here I'm fucking talking about him, but it was meant to be like a, quite a big disgrace if that happened yeah. to you because you were like sort of washed from the history books. And this is rough as well. His son, Max's son, was strangled to death Ooh. like there and then. Uh, but they they let Maxon's mother and two of his daughters live. And wow. I couldn't find out how many daughters he was meant to have, but mm. the fact that it says, and two of his daughters suggested he might have had more, yeah. and the others weren't so lucky. So that's like that's a sort of a bit of backstory about old Maxim Ledig, Magnus Maximus, but now I'm going to sort of talk about um, his impact on Wales as a whole, because he does have yeah. quite a big sort of uh, history, uh, impact on the history of Wales. So as I mentioned, two of Maxon's daughters were allowed to live after he was defeated. And it's said that one of them, a woman named Severa, married Vortigern, a.k.a. Oh. Gurthain, the Celtic king of the Britons. Yeah, we are. Uh, yeah, we've talked about him, haven't we? This was Ooh. the king that was involved in the treason of the Long Knives. So if Ooh. you guys listening haven't heard that episode yet, go have a download. Or if you can't be asked, just you know, pick up from here. But uh, What was that guy who in there? Backstory, who we used to like saying his name? Eldol. Oh, you say Eldol. If you want to just see us, hear us doing that for about five minutes towards yeah. the end of the episode, <laughs> get that one on your playlist. Um, so yeah, she married King Vortigern, supposedly. But because of Maxon's high regard as a warrior, something Celts valued very highly, uh, the earliest Welsh genealogies state that Maxon Wledig is the progenitor of several medieval Welsh kingdoms, including Powys and Gwent. So basically loads of Welsh princes and lords would claim that they were his descendants in some fashion. Um, so while many would claim this, and it would be hard to outright prove either way because of you know, technology back in the day, uh, there is a surviving account of Welsh genealogy in what's called the Pillar of Eliseg, or the Croes Elisedd in Welsh, uh, which is a stone pillar erected by Cungen ap Cadell, who was a king of Powys in the 9th century in Denbyshire, or Siodimbych, the Latin inscription on the cross contains a list of the king's ancestors with the occasional description and claims that Cungen was indeed a descendant of Maxim Ledig. 
again, this could be absolute tall tales, yeah. and, and and you just decided to etch it into stone to make it look official. But it's kind of like the the best lead we've got, basically. Yeah. And what it's the so idea that all, he had children in Wales? Yeah, so it's the idea that um, his daughter, what was her yeah. name now? So oh yeah, whatever. Yeah. Married okay. Vortigern, he was a Celt, and yeah. so through his lineage, yeah. his like uh, noble lineage, these two houses, yeah, Paris and, and Gwent. Um, yeah, that makes sense. That's where they they get so, this sort of. When he was based ancestry. in Britain, was he ever in Wales? Mm. Yeah, he was all over. He fought um, Celts. Well, this is ironically, he did fight fight Celts and stuff for Romans all over. Yeah. Um, it was. I think what he was more. Um, what I was reading about was more that the Welsh and well, Celts in general, I guess. They liked that he was a what was called a Romano Romano British Ray Romano yeah British, Ray Romano jokes many a time <laughs> yeah. um, so that he he was kind of like regarded as a Celtic well a British leader Britannic leader okay and he went and killed the the Emperor of Rome at the time yeah. which is probably something a lot of Celts like great 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 grandparents would have loved to have done yeah. and I don't know I think I I feel like it's something like that you know like he he resided he lived in yeah uh britannia and then went and killed the king of rome it's like sometimes britannia when was being neglected you know where in you might look at them as invaders but they often bring a lot of stability to the land so like before the romans wales was fucking chaos wasn't it like so many different well, yeah. things fighting each other so as much as it's an invasion they do bring some sort of stability and um you know yeah and as much as maybe like the original celts would lament something like this there was probably there's a lot of mixing in those like 300 years yeah exactly you sort of form your own identity they didn't you was like a roman a a half roman half celts and stuff like that and the idea that this one roman slash celt leader goes to has enough of how his country's being treated and then goes and kills the emperor of rome yeah that that's where they got the sort of um admiration for him well at least that's what i was reading so even though these old medieval kings might have been telling porkies to gain some sort of social clout it is interesting that he was obviously revered enough that just being associated with his name would give you like a a claim back then the last thing i'm going to touch on now we talked about the history and the possible sort of bullshit claims of welsh kings but there's also a mythological element to big boy maxon in wales um this is another tale from the mabinogion something we've talked about a fair few times on, oh, on when cool. it comes to mythology. Um, this tale is called The Dream of Maxon Vledig, or The Braithoid Maxon Vledig in Welsh. And in it, Maxon, uh, who's Emperor of Rome at the time, dreams one night of a beautiful woman from a far-off wondrous land. He's infatuated with this dreamy little babe, and like someone completely sensible, decides to spend his own resources and the time of others to send men all over the known world to look for her. The absolute thirstiest of boys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you know, when when you're the emperor, I guess you can just do yeah. whatever the fuck you want, can't Eventually, after a year of searching, one of Maxon's men find this, this absolute babe. In a but large it's a dream babe, Wales. yeah. Dream babe. But he, yeah. he gives him a very detailed description and he gets <laughs> word that they found this dream babe of his in a large castle in Wales. And she's the daughter of a Celtic king called Adav Hain or Adaf the Old, uh, based in what the Adolf. Romans called... Adaf Eldol. Adaf Eldol. And Adaf the Hain, or Adaf the Old, was based in what the Romans called Segontium, which is Carnarvon in Wales, is mod- for, for modern Welshies, that's up north. Uh, so Maxon journeys to Carnarvon, 
uh, finds everything as it was in his dream, a, a land wild and fantastical as it was as when he slept. Uh, and he meets the woman, and she's like the hottest tamale he's ever seen. <laughs> uh, he's like, oh my god, I do love you, don't I? Oh, I do love What's you uh, to the max, I, bloody I do love, love you, you. I? My name is Max and Leddig. <laughs> um, What's your name, babe? And the maiden tells him her name is Ellen. And that she's got a huge, wide on, I've forgotten I've written this, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Uh, her name is Ellen, and she's got a huge wide on for him as well. So Max then is buzzing about this, offers Ellen's father sovereignty over the island of Britain, or Britannia, and offers uh, to build three castles in their land for his new bride-to-be. Max and chilled with his new wife and lapped up the beautiful Welsh countryside for seven years, but little did he know, trouble was brewing back home. Uh, a usurper claiming Maxon had abandoned Rome for a new land had claimed the title of emperor and seized control of what was once Maxon's far-reaching kingdom. Once he'd heard this news, Maxon set forth with his wife and an army of Roman soldiers still loyal to him. He cut a bloody path through France and Burgundy before him and his men stood before the city of Rome. Maxon laid siege to the city, but despite his early gains, a year had passed and he was no closer to taking the city than he was on the day he arrived. It was then that Ellen's warrior brothers, Cunan and Aidan Meriadog, arrived at the siege camp along with a large Celtic force. Ellen tells Maxon that her brothers are not only the finest warriors of Britannia, but the smartest of men as well, and that if anyone can find a way to take Rome, it's them. Cunan and Aidan observe the walls of the city and instruct their army to take to the nearby forest and construct one wall-sized ladder for every four Celts. While Maxon and his Romans attack the city gates to create a distraction, the Celts climb the city walls with their ladders. Maxon's men then retreat to avoid unnecessary bloodshed, hoping their ruse pays off. The Britons fought for three days and three nights, killing many subjects of the usurper's emperor and eventually the emperor himself. There's also a note there, as we've discussed many a time in Welsh mythology, threes and multiples of threes, mainly threes and nines, they come up all the time in Welsh mythology. Don't oh. know why, but they threes and nines, they're always there. Anyway, side note, sorry. Maxon then, anxious about the outcome of his plan, asks Ellen why the city has not been taken yet, to which she replied, this is a quote, I say quote, it's mythology, but you know what I mean, quote from the book. <laughs> the wisest youths in all the world are my brothers. Go thou thither and ask the city of them, and if it be in their possession, thou shalt have it gladly. A.K.A. stop your fucking moaning and go yeah. have a look. As Maxon approached, the city gates were opened and the Celtic brothers handed him control of Rome. With Maxon reinstated as emperor, the men of Rome submitted to him once more. Absolute fickle bastards, like they've had. Yeah, <laughs> like, we'd this take is what over. took a year. Within yeah. two years, they've had two emperors. Fucking fickle, jammy bastards. Anyway, as payment for the brothers' help, he gifted them lands in France, renaming it as Brittany in honor of the brothers' heritage. This actually oh. has a slight, ever so slight, historical nod. And we mentioned that earlier, didn't we? Yeah, exactly. I was, I was to say, I didn't want to uh, yeah, do a spoilers. spoiler too early, but um. This, yeah, like I said, this actually has a slight historical nod, uh, as apparently the real Maximal Eddie, uh, Magnus Maximus, he brought shit tons of the Roman garrisons from Britain with him when he went to fight uh, Gratian. Uh, and after the, all the fighting was done, he let the men settle around France after fighting, uh, so there would have actually been, in history, a relatively yeah. big influx of like Roman hence, and British hence why into France. In Brittany, it's 
lots of Welsh roots and they have the same word in France as they do in Welsh for some things like fenetr and fenestered. Like the word for window yeah. is the same in both languages and Brittany is so strong. Though- it wasn't like he just gave it to these two brothers, you know, in, in real life. There was a kind of, you know, it's, 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 it rhymes. It's like poetry, you know, yeah. history. Yeah. And, and so that is a story from the Mabinogio, not not real history. That's a Welsh uh, chweddle. Yeah, uh, the Welsh last one I told tale. you was a chweddle. Yeah, that was yeah. that was a um, mythology thing. But like yeah. I said, it has these little sort yeah. of nods so to real history. What, but yeah. How many stories, how many stories are in the Mabinogio? Uh, the thing is, that it's confusing because there's four branches Mm. But branches aren't stories. They're like um, they're almost like, uh, to my understanding, again, no expert, like chapters, like eras. Yeah, yeah, they're almost like eras, and they can they contain a number of stories themselves. Um, I couldn't tell you exactly how many branches. I read there's eleven tales in the Mabinogion, but everyone mm. has like a little offspring. You know, so there'll, sometimes there'll be one story about something, but that story will have like three stories within it. Maybe we'll get. Yeah, I think that's why they on. refer it to it as branches because they they spread like a yeah you know they, they spread out and they become there's like the main sort of theme and then they go out into something else and yeah. there's always like that sometimes when you read them you think what the fuck has that got to do with <laughs> do with anything but it'll <laughs> yeah. come back in another another branch then yeah well I like that mate okay. I mean it's a it's cool to have someone so big as Maximus. So the reason we did it as well is because there's a, the song that'll be the intro to this um, mm. David Liwan it, it they. They say Wales started when Magnus Maximus left and took his his soldiers. Um, I don't really think you covered that too much, but when you said he took his legion with him, that there left, mm. or you did, didn't you? You said that there left Wales to... Um, I'm not sure if you covered this, but I'll just say it now. Um, when he took his legion out of the UK and out of Wales, he pulled them out in three, 383. Um, that left then the Celts to come back in, and that's where... Most historians agree that the notion of Wales uh, came back again, and that's where. Yeah, because we, um, at that point, um, you know, a lot of uh, Britain was Roman occupied, and there was pockets of Celts, actual Celts, uh, still in Wales. And after they left, that, like I said, they left a lot of the men in France. Yeah. So there wasn't a really a Roman presence back, and it, I, I'm pretty sure that is when it's considered the Rome Romans left. Britain yeah. or Britannia yeah. at that time, whatever you want to call it. It is, yeah. So um, they took the troops out. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah and like, that's when you get like invasions of Saxons and Angles and. Yeah. You know, and because that, that was happening more in England, uh, Wales mm. had a chance to form. So, uh, there's a lyric in the um, Amar Oheed, the famous David Yuan song. Yeah. It's, it's in the uh, Amar Oheed. It says, Panaith Magnus Maximus or Gumbri and a Bloythin tree cantoith tree and Gaddle a Gendel govern a heavy well and So, he says, like, when he left Wales, Maximus Magnus, Magnus Maximus from Wales, when he left in 383, I'm Gadol in Gendel Gavan, which means, and leave us as a whole nation. Um, and today you see us, I had the knee. So in it, he's on about like, that's when Wales became, is when, when old Magnus effed off uh, and Rome had gone. So to, to many people, he's like an instrumental reason for why Wales is Wales today and why Wales exists, because yeah. he, he had fights in his own country. When- when I was reading up about him, I was thinking, I was expecting maybe there'd be more of a Welsh-centric kind of, um, I don't know, influence that he had and that he maybe focused on Wales a lot. But it's more is the actions just, uh, even if they yeah. weren't directly to form Wales, they'd very much define Wales. Because like you said, when the Saxons, when the Jews, the Picts, the Franks and all that come over and start invading, yeah. that's all th- on England. Yeah. And that left the West... 
aka Wales, to sort of repopulate it with Celts and sort yeah. of be its and then yeah, to find themselves to against own. the Saxons, it gave a chance exactly to... yeah. So yeah, it's a yeah. That's why that's why we're covering him. Indeed. So right, should we wrap that up then? Yeah, well that's the, that's the story of Maxon, and that's that's all for this Sunday, guys. Yeah, um, girls even. In continue doing what you're doing, please, guys. Uh, drop us a like, mm. drop us a whatever, <laughs> drop us a like. I don't mean that. <laughs> drop us a follow on socials <laughs> and leave us a review if you can. That'd be very, very great. Sound like a like a fifth year old. If you you heard of those TikToks, give us one of them. Yeah, if you no. can. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. yeah, drop us a TikTok. Um, shove it up your wazoo. Yeah. All right, mate. <laughs> um, we got another one to do, and I'm dying for a piss. So love you all. Fair enough. Bye, bye, bye. 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 Bye